I'm here today to talk with you about peace. I feel like the Lord wants me to share with you about peace and what the word of God says and how we can have peace. I know 2020 has been a difficult time for all of us. Man, we've had a pandemic with, man, people dying, losing jobs. Um, depression is skyrocket. Anxiety is skyrocket. Suicide. It's just it has been a really, really rough year for all of us. We're in the most, you know, divided political um, environment that I've ever been a part of. We've actually even had a, an election. I mean, we've got a lot going on here in 2020, you know, but most importantly and the most difficult thing is, is that uh, Dak Prescott broke his leg. And I mean, we're on our 14 quarterback now. I'm not even watching anymore, whatever. Okay. Well, let me just say this. We all need some peace and God has peace for us. And I just want you to understand it is for us. It's for you. God wants you to understand peace is available for you. So, uh, I, many of you, I know personally, and we've spent, you know, years together, some decades together. And, uh, many of you know me intimately. We've worked together. We've served together. We've ministered together. I've shared my heart, Lisa, we've opened our lives to you. And, uh, and so you, you know me pretty well. And even people who have known me for the longest will really rarely ever see me not walking in peace. Not because I haven't gone through some things. I've gone through a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has happened in, in, in our ministry, in our lives, in our marriages, with our children, trials, tribulations, sicknesses, all kinds of things. Okay. But for the most part, you've seen me walk in peace. And it's not by accident. It's because I demand peace on my life. I don't just allow things to come to my mind, things to happen in my life. I, am, I have a concerted effort, okay, that I'm going to keep my peace. So what I want to do, I'm going to be, begin here in just a minute sharing the Word of God about what God's Word said about peace. But I do want to share with you personally, because you might say, well, how is that, Pastor? How are you walking in that peace? I'll give you some real practical things of how I walk in peace on a daily basis. All right? First thing is, I let God be God. Okay, I, I look at the whole world. I look at my life. I look at my family. I look at my marriage. I look at our nation. I look at our whole world, okay? And I look through the lens of the kingdom of God. I believe that the Bible clearly states there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of this world and there's a kingdom of God. And clearly in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 it says there'll be no end to the increase of his kingdom. Do you know what that means? His kingdom is advancing all the time. Do you know what that means? He's going to win no matter what. Do you know he's winning more today than he did yesterday? He's going to win more until next year than he is today. And I want you to understand we are on the winning team. I never, ever wonder, okay, is God's kingdom in jeopardy? Never. Never. I, and, and so it's really, really important to be able to see through the eyes of the kingdom. So let God be God. You know, the worlds here on earth, they're shakable and they're shaking. But we see in Hebrews 12, the Lord says that we are a part of an unshakable kingdom. 
And so I'm so grateful for the unshakable kingdom. There'll be no end to the increase of his kingdom and of his peace. It gets bigger, larger all the time. His peace. And so don't think that you're on a losing team. Don't think that the, that the, the verdict is in jeopardy. Oh, no, we have the win. We know the score. God's already shown us what's going to happen. And I'm excited about being on that team. So it really helps, okay, in light of everything that goes on in our world, in our lives, okay, it really helps to know that God's winning, okay? And because God's winning, we're winning. The second thing I practically do is I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane. I, you know, it's interesting if, you know, you're in your, you're driving, you're driving. When you begin to start drifting out of your lane, bad things happen, okay? Collisions happen. And so as long as I stay in my lane, it seems as if I get to a profitable, peaceful place faster. Okay, but, but the, the issue is you need to know what your lane is. What is your assignment? What has God called you to do? Okay, and, and then along with that, knowing what your assignment is, you need to know what your assignment is not. So I don't dabble in your assignment. I don't dabble in some preacher over there's assignment. I don't dabble in what this person, I don't do that. I I deal with what God has assigned me to do and to be. He's given me an influence, okay? And I capitalize on the influence that he's given to me. But the moment we start swaying, we try to start fixing everybody else or this church over here. We're trying to fix this over here and this nation over here. That's when we start swerving and find out what it is. What has he called you to? If you're an intercessor, find out what he's called you to intercede for. Don't be interceding for things you're, you hadn't called, been, been called to. You want grace to go with whatever your calling is. And so when we walk in our assignment, we have grace. And so when we have grace, we have his peace. Third thing I do, I have a determined mindset. I mean, if it's not peace, it's not welcome. Okay, that's just basically my motto. And y'all know what I'm talking about. When there's some fear that comes up, when there's some anxiety that comes up, you know, when, when, and you feel it right there. You know what I'm talking about? It's not peace anymore. And yeah, for me, it's like right there. Like, what the heck is that? I don't, I can feel it. Okay. I'm sure you can too. None of us like it. And so I don't know why we walk in it. I don't like it. So I don't walk in it. Okay. So, so, so I have a determined mindset. I hate the feeling. I don't allow a lack of peace to stay with me. I am in charge of my own mind and my, my own emotions. Okay. Nobody can tell me to be happy or sad. Uh, God's given me stewardship over my mind. He's given stewardship, me stewardship over my emotions. I do my very best. Although there are circumstances all around me all the time, I do my very best to try not to lose my peace over my circumstances. And I definitely do not want to listen to anyone who tells me that I can't have peace that comes from God's word. We want to have peace that comes from God's word. You know what's interesting? The Bible says that uh, there's no end to the increase of his kingdom and of peace. And then he says that we have the keys of the kingdom. 
So if we have the keys to the kingdom, it's us. We are in, we are, God has given us stewardship over, okay, whether we're going to walk in our assignment, whether we're going to experience that peace or not. He says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so that's what I choose to do. I have a determined mindset. So in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, the, the, the Lord makes it really, really clear what I'm trying to say. Now, may the Lord of peace himself, I love that. He put a, Now, may the Lord of peace himself, okay, that's what he's saying. Not somebody else, but the Lord of peace is saying this, all right? And he's, may he give you peace. May he give you peace at all times and in every way. No matter what we're going through, no matter what the issues are, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what your failure, no matter what the circumstance that you're going through, I want you to understand very clearly. He says, at all times, And in every way, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace. Okay, what's God's word say about peace? Let's keep going, all right? First thing I want you to to understand about peace. Are you with me okay giving you a little pastor sit-down talk? All right, okay. Feel like the church needs a little pastor sit-down talk. That You know, we're on the end of this 2020 thing. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of, lot of confusion, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of fear, lots of stuff going on. It's time to say it's going to be okay. It's time to say the God of peace still reigns. And so the first thing, the first thing I want you to understand is that you have peace. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the enemy tells you. If he, you, you have peace. It's not something you're trying to grab a hold of. Okay. If I just line everything up, I'll have peace. No, if I can just, it's somewhere out there. I want to no, you have peace is what the scripture says. Jesus himself says in John chapter 14, verse 27, he says, peace. I leave with you. Peace. I give you. That's Jesus saying it. I mean, I think it's pretty good. Peace I leave with you and peace I give you. Do you have peace right now? Well, we have it. We have it. That's what the scripture says. He says, I do not give it to you as the world gives, as the worldly systems, the kingdoms of this world gives a certain false peace, counterfeit peace. I don't give you that peace. It doesn't last. I give you eternal peace. I give you a consistent peace. An ever-increasing peace. He says, I don't give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Is there anyone here that your heart, you came in with your heart troubled? Anyone here that you have fear in your heart? I want you to know Jesus is saying you don't need to have fear. You don't need to have your heart troubled. We need to walk in peace. We need to grab a hold of the peace. You know, the Bible tells in Galatians chapter 5, he tells us and gives us the description of the fruit of the Spirit. And it's not the fruits of the Spirit, okay? Like we have one and we don't. It's not like gifts of the Spirit, okay? This is the fruit of the Spirit, singular. And it, 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 it involves love, joy, peace, peace. Let's stop there. Okay, so when we're saved, we get the Spirit of God, okay? And when we have the Spirit of God, we have this fruit, love, joy, peace. 
And so he also tells us that he is the Prince of Peace. The, the Prince of Peace went to the cross, died on the cross, okay, that his peace would be upon us. And so we see that we have peace. It's not something we're trying to get. We already have the peace. So critically important. Now, let me just say this, okay? Let me just give you practically what I do. Y'all know the feeling when it comes, all right? Boom. Something happens, you get a phone call, you see something on the news, you, whatever it is, and you got that thing. Okay, I stop right there. I don't continue. Remember, I have a mindset that it's not welcome. So that means I have to stop. I got to deal with it. And so I literally, a lot of times people will say, I'll just deal with it. I'll just get, and we just, like, why? It doesn't take that long. Stop right there. I literally will stop and I'll say, oh, no, 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 no. And for me, not that this is magical, okay, or anything. For me, I, I, do, I like to do things in faith, okay, and like I'll breathe. And, I, and, and, I'll, and, and to me, I, it's just whether it works for you, it works for me, all right? I'm doing all right. So I breathe in the, 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 in faith, the presence of God, the fruit of the Spirit. I breathe in the Prince of Peace and all that he has. I focus on the cross. And then I excel and I just take all the cares of the world, whatever that is, and I just cast it aside. Cares of the world. Lord, I thank you. And I just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank I embrace your peace. I invoke your presence right now. <sighs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I sense this peace even right now when I did it. Just role playing. You know, and so that's how I do it. Like right then on the spot. So. Remember what the scripture says. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times. At all times and in every way. So you have peace. Secondly, all right? Secondly, all right? Here we go. Keep your peace. Not only do you have peace, but it's important that you keep your peace. All right? So peace is not something to be obtained. It's something to be maintained. We're not trying, once again, to grab a hold of peace. We've already just said, clearly, God's word says we have peace. So we're not like going on a treasure hunt. Where's the peace? We've got the peace. Okay. Now it's a matter of we maintain the peace. We've got to keep the peace. But we have a whole bunch of peace dealers, don't we? Oh, man, thieves everywhere. I mean, peace thieves everywhere. They're looming. Get off, get off, get off. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. 2020, boom, boom, you know? I mean, just peace dealers everywhere. But you have to understand, we're not trying to obtain the peace. We're maintaining the peace. How do we maintain the peace? A couple of practical ways to maintain the peace. Control your mind, okay? Control your mind. Allow the Lord to give you a spirit-controlled mind. So, so, so you need to understand the first place that you'll win the victory is in the mind. You want victory. You want breakthrough. Okay. You want peace where you're going to get it. The very first place is in the mind. Isaiah 26 verse three, you will keep him in perfect peace, not just adequate peace, not just a little peace, perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace. Who? Those whose mind are stayed on him. When we don't have peace, most of the time, according to God's word, is because our minds are not stayed on him. Okay, so when we have our minds stayed on him, the scripture says we have perfect peace because it says we trust in him. You know, Satan is the enemy of our peace. 
He's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He brings worry upon us, stress, stress, anxiety, fears, depressions, heaviness, restlessness, all this stuff. Okay, And it just comes on us and it's to steal the peace that God has for us. And, and, and it's critically important that you know that Satan okay, is not in charge of your mind. I'm going to say it again. Satan and nor is anyone else in charge of your mind. There is one person in charge of your mind, and it's not even God himself. It's you. We are the ones who have the keys to the kingdom. He's given us a mind, and he has asked us to steward our thoughts. Did you know that there is no power on this earth that can make you think something? Pastor, it just keeps coming to my mind. It just, I just can't stop thinking. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You have a determined mindset. You understand what God did for you when he sent Jesus to the cross and the victory that he's given to. You understand it was for freedom's sake that Christ set you free. You understand that he has given you all authority over all power of the enemy to tread upon serpents and scorpions. When we understand these things, we say, oh no, oh no, my mind, you you will not make me a slave by making me think things. Oh, no, because my mind will be spirit controlled. I'm not going to have that stinking thinking anymore. No, no, no. Second Corinthians 10, 5, you know what it says is we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. He didn't say we get it there and God captures it. We are taking every thought captive. S- please stop. Okay, please stop giving your peace to someone else or some other mindset. Listen to me. You can have peace. God's word says you can have peace. First thing you do, control your mind. Second thing, control your mouth. Your mouth will determine where you go. Okay. You want to keep your peace? Control, not only control your mind, but control your mouth. And so Proverbs 18, 21 says the tongue Okay, has the power of life and death. James 3 says, from the same mouth both come both blessing and curses. Our words have creative power. God set it up that way. That's why he said he spoke the worlds into existence. God could have thought the worlds into existence. God could have just done something with his hands, but but it says he spoke the worlds. And so there's a creative power in the spoken word. And so we have to understand we have ability to create things in the spoken word. And it can be good things and it can be bad things. If If you're saying things like, man, I can never do that or I'll never amount to this much or I'll always be like this or it's all it's too late for me and my family you know if you start doing these things and these are the things that go on in your mind and you start speaking those things I want you to understand you're cursing yourself you will not experience peace when you allow your mind to be there and you especially when you start speaking those things your words are self-fulfilling prophecies 
And so you've really, if you want to maintain your peace, grab a hold of your mind, grab a hold of your, your mouth, and, and, and because you need to understand your words direct your ways. Begin to start speaking life over yourself. Begin to start de- declaring prophetically over yourself. Begin to start making declarations of God's word that what God has said about you. Begin to say, Lord, I'm the apple of your eye. You've got a call, Lord. You placed a call on my life before the foundation of this earth. Lord, you knew me, you formed me, you fashioned me, you've set me apart for something great. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus that I I have all power that you've given to me, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my marriage. You start speaking over your marriage. I don't care how bad your marriage is. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you want us to be together. God, you hate divorce. I'm not divorcing. We're not divorcing. In the name of Jesus, we're going to... Do you understand what I'm saying? In any area of your life, you've got to think God's word and you've got to speak God's word. Now, once you understand that God's word clearly states, okay, he clearly states to us that we have peace. And he also tells us how we can maintain our peace. Thirdly, you've got to use your peace. You've got to use your peace. Some of, you, we, we, some of us might not have gone to this point. Maybe just having peace is good enough. It's not, okay? There's a reason why he wants you to have peace, and it's so you can use your peace. I'll just say this. Your peace produces breakthrough. Your peace produces your breakthrough. You're not only for you, but for those around you. Yeah. The, 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 the idea that peace is just some passive little thing that's not very, that's, I kind of used to think that, like, oh, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. I just like to have peace. And I began to learn recently that peace can be actually used violently in the kingdom of God. And it's really, really difficult to have any type of breakthrough in your life, okay, If you don't have peace, you can scream louder and pray louder, but if you don't have peace, it doesn't matter. You can scream at demons. Okay. You can scream at the TV. You could, but if you don't have peace, okay, there's no breakthrough. And so critically important, critically important that you incorporate this peace in your life and you use the peace. You know, my greatest breakthrough happens when I'm experiencing my greatest peace. He wants you not to only have peace. He wants you to have his presence. And when we have his presence, we have his peace. And that's where fear, anxiety, um, uh, the heaviness, all this stuff It's really hard to stay with you when you have the presence of God, manifest presence of God, and his peace. Because they're actually opposite of the kingdom of God and what God has for you. you got to use the peace that God's given to you. You know, the little song, I got peace like a river, I got peace like a river, I got peace like a river in my soul. Y'all know that song. I was thinking about that. Peace like a river. Peace like... You know, some of our rivers here are like, like creeks, all right? I don't think that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about those rivers when they're at flood stage, and, man, and they're just crashing the rapids. That is the kind of peace that God wants you to have. It's an act. 
active peace. It's a peace that's moving forward. It's a, it's a peace that takes over, okay? It's, it's active. You know, peace is actually, and I've, I've discovered this recently, peace is actually a way to experience spiritual warfare. You know, it's, it's really a way for us to break the power of the enemy in our lives and those who were around. I think of the scripture, Romans 16, 20, it says, And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. It's, a, it's clearly a spiritual warfare reference. It's clearly saying your peace can be active. Your peace can be powerful. Your peace can be passionate. Your peace can break breakthrough because at, at your feet is where we crush Satan because of the God of peace. And so we see these things and we understand that it's spiritual warfare. One other spiritual warfare reference, it's a passage that Pastor Dustin's been um, teaching us over the last few weeks in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I love that. But it, it, sometimes it just bypasses our mind. It's like, how can we have peace right now? It, there's no understanding. How in the world can we? God is how we can have peace in the midst of it. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, what will it do? It will guard another spiritual warfare, another mil- It will guard peace not only is active and powerful and puts Satan under our feet, but peace also guards, okay, guards your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. We want our minds, our mouths guarded. We want our hearts guarded. We get the peace of God and the peace of God will guard. You know, we all know as believers, and if you don't know that, you need to know God's doing something in the midst, all right? 2020 didn't catch him by surprise. He's like, whoa, what the heck's going on here? You know, I'm worried. God's not worried. There's nothing that caught him by surprise. There's a shaking, okay? That's happening. But we see in Hebrews 12, it says that we're part of a kingdom that doesn't shake. Okay, we don't have to be a part of the kingdom that's shaking. And so, yes, the world is shaking, but the kingdom of God is not shaking. But we need to identify and see what God is doing in the midst of all that's going on. And when we begin to start seeing these things, we'll begin to have way more peace that God is in charge. God is taking care of us. God is moving. The kingdom is going to win. John 16, 33 Jesus says, I've told you these things so that in me you'll have peace. I've told you these things. He's looking at his disciples. Hey, I've told you these things that in me you're going to have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble. Capital T. You're going to have trouble. All right. We're going to have trouble in this world. You're going to have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. I just wonder... If you're watching today, listening, you're here in Allen. Are you troubled right now? Are you worried right now? Are you fearful right now? Are you anxious right now? About 2020, maybe about your life, maybe your health, what's going on in our world. I want you to understand, he clearly says there's going to be trouble. But he also said, I'm telling you these things. In me, you will have peace. You will have peace. 
I want to close this morning from another page from my dad's life. My dad, when I was probably four years of age, and my three older sisters, my younger sister had not been born yet, so we've got, I was probably four, six, eight, ten, something like that. We went to Gulf Shores, Alabama, and uh, all four of us were very proficient swimmers. We swam all the time from the time we were babies, and so really good swimmers. And so we were out, and Dad took us in the surf, and it was one of those days where there was a little bit of a tide thing going on. And back in the day, they didn't have as much the flag-oriented thing, um, but it was fine. We were good swimmers. And, but it was one of those times where you had sandbars, and to see if you know what I'm talking about. You can kind of get out to a sandbar, and then the sandbar is higher. And, so, and then you kind of swim out a little bit, and you go to a sandbar. So we did that. We hit like the second sandbar. And, uh, and dad said, y'all stay here. I'm going to go to the next sandbar to make sure everything's okay. So he goes to the next sandbar. And the next sandbar happens, and he can't touch. And there's a riptide happening right there. And he knew. He knew what was up. And he was in a fight for his life. And he looked at us. He said, hey, kids, y'all go on. Y'all go on the beach. Go see mom, you know. And didn't want us to worry about him. He didn't want us to come out to him to try to save him for sure. And so we went on. And my dad tells in his little memoir. He said, at this point, I figured I was going to die. And he said, the very first thing I knew is that when you're in a riptide, you've got to relax. And so I relaxed. Just chilled. Second thing, you're supposed to get on your back and just relax. And so that's what my dad did. While he was on his back, the Lord visited him. He had, and he was basically kind of almost in kind of a deeper trance because he's knowing he's getting ready to die. And he's felt bad because he's like, I got my kids, I'm leaving my wife, a widow, four kids, and my mom. She buried her dad because he drowned. And he just said, Lord, will you please take care of my kids? Will you take care of my mom? Will you take care of my wife? And as he was on his back, he just began to reflect how good God had been to him. Knowing he's getting ready to die. And he's, and he's totally at peace in the midst, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico with a riptide. And he's thanking the Lord for his life. He's thanking the Lord for his salvation. He's thanking the Lord for his family and how good God had been to him. He said, Lord, take care of my family. I'm ready to be with you. I love you. And he said, he goes, I floated probably 20, 25 minutes just floating effortlessly, knowing that I'm getting ready to die, getting tired. He says, the next thing you know, I was surprised when my foot touched the sand. And I came out of what I was in, and I realized that I was, I was on the beach. And I looked down, and he was two miles away from where he had begun. It's critically important, church. Listen to me those who are watching. 
when you're going through the tide and the currents of this world are sweeping you away, you've got to give in to God. You can't be anxious. You've got to give in to God. You give in to God's presence. Say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. And when we're in his, when we're in his presence, we experience his peace. That's when we get his breakthrough. That's when we get the breakthrough that God has for us.